This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 15, Lisa Learns to Listen. Lisa loved her home. She and her family lived in a small houseboat docked in Marina Number 12 in San Francisco. It wasn't exactly your typical living situation, with your backyard and playing in a cul-de-sac, but Lisa loved it. She loved listening to the waves lap up against the boat before bed and hearing the seagulls and sea lions bark and squawk at each other every morning. She loved the sounds of the fishing boat engines rumbling out of the marina into the bay. 
and she loved, loved, loved the sounds of an ocean storm. Now, in case you haven't noticed, Lisa loved listening to things, and there's a reason for that. Lisa had a unique gift. She had mega ears. That's not the scientific term, of course. That's just the name she'd given them. Put simply, her ears were big. Maybe even three times the size of your ears. They were like little salad dishes sticking out of the sides of her head. Some kids might hate having ears that big, but not Lisa. She saw them as her special superpower, her ticket to becoming a powerful crime-fighting hero. Lisa could hear things normal people couldn't hear, like ants sneezing or people talking to each other in airplanes from the ground. On a quiet, clear day, if she focused hard enough, she could hear something from several miles away. It was a gift unlike any other. And while most kids practice getting really good at a sport or dancing or singing or whatever, Lisa practiced getting better at hearing things from long distances. Unfortunately, not everyone was as gung-ho about her ears as she was. Some kids at school picked on Lisa. They called her names like Pizza Ears or Monkey Head or Mickey Mouse or even less creative things like Big Ears. In the beginning, those names really hurt Lisa's feelings. She'd come home to the boat crying and wishing she'd been born with normal-sized ears. But her parents always assured her that they were part of what made her special and that she had a gift that others would someday come to appreciate. That was years ago. Now she just shrugged off the insults. Hey, elephant ears, what you listening to? Brian teased. He chuckled and looked at his friends to make sure they were impressed with his lame joke. They chuckled a little. Lisa ignored them and bent her ear towards a couple of girls sitting under the tree at the end of the playground. Recess was almost over and she had been trying to practice hearing through the noisy chaos of the playing kids. Brian grew frustrated. Hey, pancake ears, I asked you a question. Again, he looked to his friends to see if they liked his new insult, but they weren't as impressed by this one. I heard you, Lisa replied, still tuning her ear. I'm just listening to Amber and her friends. Brian looked across the field at the girls and then got excited. W well, what are they saying? Hold on, I'm picking something up from Amber. Brian swallowed nervously. Sweat dripped down from his flat-top haircut. She's talking about a boy whose name starts with a b-b-b-sound. Brian! Oh, she's talking about me. Yeah, I, I think that was it. Shh, hold on. Interesting. What? Lisa aimed her ear at the girls. Amber's saying that if she could marry any boy at school, it would be Brian. Brian punched the air. Yes! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Woo! He shook his small friend by the shoulders. I knew it. I knew she liked me. I was kidding. Lisa said, putting the brakes on Brian's celebration. The high five slowly died off. They're talking about what they're going to do after school. They're going swimming at Casey's. Brian's face turned red and his friends chuckled. You think you're pretty funny, don't you, tire ears? He said, stepping close. 
If you weren't a girl, I'd wrap you up in those flaps of yours and throw you over the fence. Leave me alone or I'm telling Mr. Dalbert, Lisa said, looking at him sternly. Brian scoffed and then he and his friends finally backed off. But as they walked away, Brian pointed at her and said, You're not fooling anyone with your fake superpower. Those ears are good for nothing. Boy, was he wrong. That day at recess, Lisa learned two very interesting things. One, that she could finally hear things far away through lots of noise. And two, Brian was more aggressive than she thought. Later that afternoon, when Lisa got home from school, her mom asked her to do her chores, which consisted of cleaning her room, taking out the trash, and mopping the deck. Cleaning her room and doing the trash were no big deal, but Lisa hated mopping the deck. It was like all the seagulls in San Francisco came to their boat to relieve themselves. Cleaning it felt like the work of a pirate peasant. So she decided to ignore her mom and work on her superhero costume instead. When dinner time came, her parents talked and talked and talked, but Lisa wasn't listening. She was thinking about how awesome her costume was going to look on her, and how she would use her super hearing to stop crime. Her parents asked her not to lean back in her chair, but she didn't listen and fell minutes later. They asked her to take smaller bites, but she didn't listen and nearly choked on her hot dog. After finishing dinner and ignoring most of what her parents said, she ran back to her small bedroom at the back of the boat and continued working on her costume. She stuck a logo of a huge ear onto the chest of a black wetsuit and then cut a long strand of blue silk for a cape. As she stitched the cape onto the shoulders, her dad walked in. Lisa, he said, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's not exactly what he said, but that's how it sounded to Lisa, because she wasn't listening. She was too focused on making her cape stick to the wetsuit. If she made it just long enough, it would look awesome whipping around in the wind. After one last blah, her dad said goodnight and closed the door. A couple more stitches and the cape was done. Lisa hung the superhero costume on a hook next to her porthole window, stepped back, and admired it. Man, it looked cool. In a certain light, it looked like people might mistake her for a seal that had gotten caught up in some trash, but if she used her imagination, it looked like something super rad out of the movies. Just when she was about to call it a night and turn off the light, she heard something. Her big ears twitched. Faint voices were coming through. She focused her listening to get better reception. Car horns and boat motors competed with the sounds. Then, shaboom! An explosion rattled her eardrum. Then she heard a maniacal laugh, like a supervillain, shouting and taunting. Desperate cries for help echoed down the streets. Lisa's eyes bolted over to her new suit. With a big grin on her face, she grabbed it off the wall. Minutes later, she was running through the city, wearing an old wetsuit two sizes too small, bearing the giant ear logo on the chest. Her too long blue cape whipped behind her as she ran, occasionally flapping in the face of a surprised pedestrian on the sidewalk. 
Every block or so, she'd stop and hide behind a lamppost or behind a corner, just in case a villain had the guts to jump out at her. This, as you can imagine, caused quite a scene on the streets of San Francisco. Everyone watched this costumed girl zigzagging down the road, ducking, jumping, hiding, and assumed she was a street performer. That didn't faze Lisa. Her focus was razor sharp, perhaps a little too sharp. She focused so hard on the chaotic sounds of villain tyranny that she tripped over a couple dog leashes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, ow. Finally, after running several blocks, she made it to the sound. Prepare to be listened to. Her practiced catchphrase trailed off as the scene unfolded in front of her. Literally, there was a movie scene being shot in the street in front of her. A director in a folding chair shouted action, and cameras followed a robot wizard who was laughing like a villain and casting spells at a group of actors dressed like aliens. Little staged explosions of sparks and smoke shot up around them, and they pretended to be afraid as the wizard robot guy flung his wand around in super dramatic, cheesy movements. Cut! shouted the director. Great work, guys! That's a wrap for today! I'm afraid if we shot any more, the neighbors will chase us out with torches. <laughs> the actors and crew packed up and left the set until the only person still standing in the street was Lisa, her mouth agape and her shoulders slumped. She'd ran through half the city in an uncomfortable wetsuit for this? Exhausted and beyond disappointed, Lisa walked back home to the boat. When she stepped through the door, her parents were waiting for her, pacing in the kitchen and worried sick. Lisa, where have you been? Her dad asked. We called all your friends, and none of them knew where you were. I was this close to calling the police, her mom said, her arms folded. I heard loud explosions and people in trouble, and I just wanted to see if I could help. Lisa explained. I'm sorry I snuck out. Her dad shook his head. Lisa, I told you an hour ago in your room that you might hear some bangs and loud noises and not to worry about it. The film crew sent out flyers yesterday warning us of the disturbance and told us not to be alarmed. Had you listened to a single word I said tonight, you would have saved your energy and not been grounded. Grounded? Oh, yeah. Big time. Lisa, he rubbed his forehead. Listening is more than just hearing. You can hear words with those incredible ears of yours, but unless you really think about what's being said, you're not listening. You have to think about what others are saying to you. When mom and I tell you not to lean back in your chair, or to chew smaller bites, or to not go wandering off through the city at night dressed like a crazy person, Lisa raised an eyebrow. A cool, crazy person. We're telling you those things because we want you to be safe. Because we care about you. But if you don't listen to us, we can't help you. Got it? Now go to bed. We'll talk about it more in the morning. And so they did. The next morning, they talked some more about why it was so important to listen. They also talked about how long Lisa's grounding would be. Really long, it turned out. And the only way it would be cut shorter is if she started being a better listener. 
Lisa, not wanting to be stuck on the boat for the rest of her childhood, actually took their advice and did her best to listen with those big, beautiful ears of hers. When her parents asked her to wipe her feet before coming into the boat, she listened. When they asked her to mop the deck, she struggled, but listened. When they told her to turn off the TV, she listened. Pretty soon, she was listening everywhere she went. Not just hearing like before, but really thinking about what other people told her. At school, she listened carefully to what her teacher was teaching. And guess what? Her homework got easier, because she'd actually paid attention and learned what was being taught. She found that since she started listening to her parents and cleaning the deck, she actually used it more and enjoyed catching some sun on the clean wood. She stopped getting headaches because she wasn't watching as much TV. People around her at school even seemed to be nicer to her because she was so good at listening to them when they talked and they could tell she really cared. Ever since she took her parents' advice, things were going really well. It was as if her hearing superpower was enhanced. Now she not only heard voices most people couldn't hear, but she could better interpret what she was hearing by focusing and really thinking about what she heard. But that wasn't even the best part. A week before her grounding was supposed to end, her dad walked into her room before bed. Wasn't that blah for dinner amazing? Her dad said. Your blah is one incredible blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh no, Lisa thought. That's happening again. She was starting to zone out. She had to force herself to focus. It's important to study blah, blah. Blah, 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 your mom and I will be blah for a few days. But there's plenty of blah in the fridge if you get blah. Focus. Blah. My buddy who's a police officer offered to take you out on a ride-along sometime. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Lisa's eyes sparkled. She looked at her superhero costume on the wall. Uh, yeah. Good, her dad said. I'll have him swing by tomorrow after school. Good night, love you. Night, love you too. The door closed and Lisa laid back on her bed. Boy, was she glad she listened. She'd almost missed the opportunity of a lifetime. A ride-along with a police officer? This was her chance to put her ears to the test. The next day, after school, the officer and his partner picked Lisa up and took her around the city. At first, there wasn't much to get excited about. Just a handful of traffic stops and a call to someone who was blaring their music too loud. That one wasn't too fun and was actually kind of painful for Lisa. But the pain was worth it for what she heard next. As they got back into the patrol car and her dad's friend started filling out a police report, she heard a faint cha-ching sound. Turning and bending her ears for better reception, she focused on it and listened. Really listened. She heard another cha-ching, then scuffles. Someone saying, sorry. Another person saying, hurry. And then, put it in the bag. Lisa's brain frantically shuffled the puzzle pieces together in her mind until they fell into place. Someone's robbing a bank, she told the officers in the front seat. They looked at each other and then back at her. Simon's robbing a bank? No, someone is robbing a bank. I can hear it. Three, maybe four blocks that way. If you go now, we can maybe stop it. The officers looked at each other again. 
Her dad did tell me she had super hearing. Oh, come on, you don't really believe that, do you? Whispered the other officer, not nearly quite enough to be discreet. Look at her, she's wearing a wetsuit with a cape, Jeff. This is my donut hour, okay? That is sacred time for me. But this could be it. We could be heroes. I believe her, Carl. Carl shook his head. Fine, but you owe me a dozen. Glazed. Assorted. The cops agreed and sped off down the road. A minute later, they skidded to a stop in front of the Bay City Bank. Inside the bank's glass doors, they could see two masked robbers holding bags of money. Holy cronut, she was right, Carl shouted, scrambling out of the car and pulling his taser from its holster. Lisa and Carl jumped out next to him. This is the San Francisco police. Come out with your hands up, Jeff ordered. The robbers spun around, shocked, and after a few angry shouts came running out with big bags spilling with cash. The taller robber dragged the smaller one close behind him. The taller one was holding something big and black in his right hand. But Lisa didn't realize what it was until her ear caught a faint click. It was a net gun! Hearing it just in time, Lisa ducked out of the way of the flying net. The bundle of rope sprang open just behind her and wrapped itself around a small beat-up car. Dad, you trapped our getaway car! The smaller robber cried. Dang! shouted the taller one. Hands up! Carl ordered. Where I can see them! The robbers dropped their bags and raised their hands in defeat. Carl and Jeff handcuffed them and put them into the back seat of the cop car. When the officers pulled the masks from the robbers' faces, Lisa gasped. Brian? Brian looked just as shocked to see Lisa. What are you doing here, Big Ears? She's helping us catch you two bozos, Carl answered. This kid heard you guys from miles away. Never seen anything like it. A voice came through their radio. We're getting a report of a bank robbery on 7th Avenue and Pier 42. Carl picked up the walkie-talkie and spoke into it. Already taken care of, he said with a cocked eyebrow. We've got the suspects in custody. All thanks to... Sorry, what's your name again? Lisa puffed out her chest and said, You can call me the Great Listener. Carl raised the walkie-talkie up to his mouth. She calls herself the Great Lizard. What? No! Someone knocked on the car window. As Jeff lowered it, a dark-skinned man with an eye patch and a goatee bent down to look inside. I'm looking for Lisa, the Great Listener. Everyone in the car, including Brian and his dad, looked at each other confused. Um, yeah, that's me, Lisa replied. The man smiled at her. I've been looking everywhere for you. We're putting together a team.
Rocketeers. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I hope you learned something about the importance of being a good listener. I already know you guys are awesome listeners because you're able to sit quietly and listen to these stories. But it never hurts to remember why it's so important to be a good listener. Just like Lisa learned, it's important to listen to what your parents tell you. Try to focus on what they're saying and think about what they're asking or telling you to do. Your parents love you and want what's best for you. They're telling you things you need to know to grow and learn and be happy. If they tell you not to do something, chances are there's a really, really good reason for it. If your mom and dad tell you not to run out into the middle of the street, they're telling you that because you could get hit by a car. Sometimes they're telling you to do or not do something to keep you safe. Sometimes they're just telling you to do something to help make you a better person. Just listen to them. I promise you won't regret it. And don't forget to listen to your teachers in school. If you do, it'll be easier to learn what they're teaching. And all of your classwork and homework will be a lot easier than if you just zoned out and didn't pay attention. And guess what? Being a good listener also happens to help you be a better friend. Remember how we learned in Augustus and the great friend-making machine that you make friends by being interested in other people instead of trying to so hard to get others to be interested in you? That has a lot to do with being a good listener. Asking people questions and listening to their responses, this helps you remember special things about them. And people feel loved when they're listened to. And as for Lisa's ears, in case you didn't notice, Lisa was really, really proud of her ears. And she should be, because they make her different and special. And all of us have little things that make us different. And that's what's so beautiful about this world, is we're all different. And if we all looked the same and acted the same, then life would be pretty boring. So respect others for their differences. Rocketeers never make fun of people for looking different from us. In fact, we stand up for people and are kind and accepting of everyone. Rocketeers, love what makes you different and love what makes others different. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and be sure to check back next Monday for an all new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.